Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're you're about about to to Get get Jumped. Welcome to episode 103 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto episodes 121 to 124, where Kiba stabs himself for victory, Tayuya's flute is her only weapon, and Rock Lee is a dangerous drunk. I mean, when you really break it down, like, is anyone really a non-dangerous drunk? It really just depends on the context. Like, if you have somebody that's just, like, in their bedroom and going to play World of Warcraft while super hammered, that's not super dangerous. But, I mean, you put somebody behind the wheel of a forklift, and then then anyone's dangerous. These things are so different. Let's jump in. So the the picture you're painting for me is that somebody decided that they wanted to play World of Warcraft, but first, they were going to get really shit-faced. Because, because. Because they were like, you know what I want to do? I want to hang out with my digital pet, but I want to be super hammered first. <laughs> I also, I... Uh, it made me think about you drinking because you have this cool thing where there's like a hole in your stomach or something. And so you get really drunk really (laughs) fast and it's really funny. Yeah. So you are zero to 60 drunk. Yeah. That's what happens. And that's a super cool thing where you have a hole in your stomach. What a powerful (laughs) ability. Yeah, totally. Anyways, Hey everybody, um, so uh, w- we are going to be doing our end of year special next week. Shut um, up. This week <laughs> we're going to be doing um, our, our final episode of the year before jumping into that. And an interesting thing that is going to be happening after our Naruto episode um, is that we are going to be covering a new show after that. Um, and I... I, I didn't think I, I don't think I told Blake this. <laughs> That's fine. This is common occurrence. Yeah, but I basically I basically put on um I, I basically put on to a Twitter thing where I was just like they they were talking about Yu Haka show and I was just like yeah that's probably gonna be our next show and at this point it is. It is not only the leader inside of our online poll, but I've also had three personal votes for it from other people that listened to it and didn't do the online vote. So I'm like, if if it gets passed at this point, I, I would be very astonished. Yeah, it's uh, it's been the definite front runner from before when we set the poll up, which is fine. It's a great show. I think uh, the the other show on the poll that I care about the most that I think I actually voted for personally was My Hero Academia because mm. it's also fantastic and it's like the big hit right now. Um, so it'd be great to cover that because, uh, you know, it's current. Um, but Yu Yu Hakusho is like this huge classic and... Uh, as a reminder, the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho is also the creator of Hunter x Hunter, so half of our show will be covering just one creator's work, and that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. They're real the, different. 
the other one that I wanted to do, and I want to do a quick shout out because I, I love when people vote for things on here. And this is one that I, I don't think that we'll end up doing a coverage of um, in our normal coverage. Um, but I wanted to throw it out there that if if they wanted to hear more about it, I'm going to be doing those those uh, those patron only episodes. Um, the, the first one you should have already been able to listen to, it's coming out on Sunday this week, um, or this past week that just passed, um, while we're recording, I am, uh, just editing it right now. Um, so it should be, it should be out relatively soon. So it's going to come out so, the same day as this episode. Yeah, basically. Um, and it's going to be coming out on Patreon, Patreon only. Um, the only, uh, one that I saw in there that was a write-in was the irregular at magic high school. And because somebody wrote that in, if you would like to hear, uh, uh like a quick take on this, uh, I'm going to do my next episode as these patron only episodes as the, the irregular at magic high school. Um, cause I'm interested and I, I really like it when people give us suggestions. Um, and I don't want it to be, you know, not paid attention to. Yeah, I had a I had somebody recently watch Oren Host Club, a friend mm-hmm. of mine, and they were asking me for anime recommendations because they know I have an anime podcast, but they were like, "Oh, Oren Host Club is really cute and it's like really fluffy." Um, and I tend to not gravitate towards those shows at all. Mm-hmm. And so I actually had a really hard time suggesting shows for her to watch next um, because that's not my style. Uh, I suggested her that like Little Witch Academia thing that you had watched because I remember you said that it was like really good characterization and kind of Harry Potter like, but I don't know how fluffy mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah. And I don't know. So if you guys know of like really good fluffy... And by that, I mean, like, you know, light and sort of fun, fair, uh, similar to Oren Host Club, then let me know and I will pass it on to my friend because I was woefully unprepared for that. And I I know that, like, our show is really specific and we're not, like, trying to be anime experts. We're just trying to, like, look at specific anime on a week-by-week basis, but... As somebody who has an anime podcast that's now been going for three years, I do feel like my expertise should be a little higher than it sometimes seems like it is. So (laughs) you guys out there listening, if you have that answer, I would love to hear it because I want to have an answer for that if people ask me. Yeah, and also like it's it's one of those things where like we we tell everybody every week, like, come chat with us. We ha- are on those social media platforms. If you just want to shoot the shit about anime, we're down. Yeah. Um, so if you if you ever want to talk about that, that's great. Um, I'm also going to be, uh, you know, I do I do my weekly, you know, little bit of social media. We're not super social media monsters oh, like everybody else is. Um, like, most people are tweeting. I don't understand how people can tweet, like, 40 times a day. I'm I don't like, get it. I just don't do you have the time. Twitter just doesn't uh, work for me mentally. I'm like, uh, I just don't care. I don't care. There's nobody that I care about enough that I just want to see their random bullshit throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and I, I, try, I try to post more on there. The big thing that I can say is that I always respond uh, if you write us on Twitter. Um, and I will try to, like, post, a, you know, a little bit more on there. Um, but most of the time I, it's, it's, it's just me 
wanting to have conversations with people. So if you wanted to talk about that, if He's you have a suggestion for us, standing out on the widow's walk, waiting for someone to come home. <laughs> Anyways, um, in anime news, uh, there is uh, nothing really to report. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tried to do like a quick breakdown before we get into um, what's what's going on today, and I I couldn't. I couldn't find anybody talking about any new shows that they're actually interested in coming out. Um, so I had a I had a fun personal anecdote that happened that's anime related this mm-hmm. week where uh, mm-hmm. I went I, I had suggested My Hero Academia to a friend of mine and he is now completely caught up on it like a week and a half after I suggested it to him and was like. This was I, I had gone to this like board game party, um, and I uh I was taught it was like six guys, including my husband, and I was talking with this dude, and he was like, Oh, that was such a great suggestion. I watched the whole thing, and so that was cool because he had never watched it. And he's watched some anime, but he's not like a big anime fan. Um, but he had mentioned like another show and uh, so that was cool because My Hero Academia is great and everybody should watch it. Uh, but it was nice that he took to it so quickly and had loved it so much. And he was like, I just, I've been saying plus ultra to myself, like randomly since I started watching it. And then, uh, then he mentioned offhandedly that he had, he had moved from My Hero Academia to uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood and that he had never seen it and had never seen the original. And then, like everybody in the room except my husband was like, Oh, full metal alchemist brotherhood. And we were specifically <laughs> talking about the, uh, fusion episode from early oh. on in the series. Oh, and God. Alan and I, the, the guy who was watching my hero academia, were talking about that. And then somebody like overheard me talking about the joke shirt that has the girl and the dog doing the fusion ha dance from dragon ball. And everybody else in the room was like, you're talking about Full Metal Alchemist, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's also like a, a very, very upsetting part of that show. Oh, yeah, it's um, like the worst part. Like, actual yeah, nightmare fuel. The the big difference that I would say between My Hero Academia and Full Metal Alchemist that's is a that lot Full of Metal Alchemist, uh, it's, it's, it's really... It's really, really dealing with murder on a larger scale than My Hero Academia is. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm watching it, it's really good, but it's like really dark. And I was like, yeah, that is yeah. that is Full Metal Alchemist. It is very, yeah. very, very dark. And, it, you know, yeah. like My Hero Academia, one of the things that's great about it is that it its sort of core emotional feeling is one of hope. And so it's yeah. all about, like, I am a hero... I am working hard to be a hero, but also you can be a hero too. And so yeah, there's this very like uplifting, empowering, hopeful feeling and message to it. Whereas Full Metal Alchemist is like, the world is a garbage can that's on fire and we <laughs> have to survive it somehow and maybe we won't. My favorite, my favorite way that somebody explained it to me before um, not talking about specifically My Hero Academia compared compared to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, but they were, I think they were talking about, um, I think they were talking about One Piece or something. And they were they were talking about it and they were like, um, how can I explain just how dark FMA is? Um, and I was like, oh, well, you should say to them, 
one of these shows is about going to sea and having superpowers. The other one is about how sometimes when you have superpowers, you commit genocide on an entire region so that you can make a rock. Yeah, well, you got to get that rock, though. You got to get that rock. It's just like, it's just like, yeah, that's something that happens inside of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's just like when people talk talk to me about like, oh, this anime that just got put onto Netflix, I'm going to watch it. I'm like, what, which one are you talking about? And they're like, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, I was no. like, okay, get ready for a fun ride, you guys. <laughs> this is so so interesting in this conversation is I think that there's a list of anime that are good for people who haven't seen anime. It's, yeah. And I think My Hero Academia is on there. It's a good superhero story. It's really well told. I would say Full Metal Alchemist is on there because it's a very dark, uh, interesting kind of alternate history sci-fi that works really well you know it doesn't get into a ton of anime trips Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like much more of like a straightforward like cool story you know cowboy bebop's a good example for that as well um and so they they all kind of fit in that realm together uh with each other as as potentially good for non-anime fans because they are more of like a it's like a this is a weird comparison to make but it's like a pixar movie it's like yeah it's animated but it's a good story it's not Mm -hmm. like you know it's not like minions where you're just like going and watching sound and color for a little while like it's an actual (laughs) story with merit to it that adults can enjoy, and in this case, that anime fans can enjoy alongside non-anime fans. Yeah, yeah. I I had this. I had a a, a pretty interesting conversation with somebody recently about how they had um they had never seen an anime, but they had seen um uh they had seen oh gosh why why is my brain blanking right now um uh, Akira. They had never seen any animes, but they had seen Akira. And I was just like, Akira's like a, a very, very weird point to jump into. But I guess they uh, Akira is held to like a higher standard. Yeah. It's like on the it's like on the level with somebody talking about like Ghibli. Like they've yeah, never seen anime, but they've seen Spirited Away because it won an Oscar. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like, oh, Akira's okay. so weird, too, because, you know, to my point, I would say Neon Genesis Evangelion you know, a lot of the times what you get when you say, like, this is an anime that non-anime fans could enjoy, you're looking at some of, like, the classic hits, like Cowboy Bebop, Full Metal Alchemist. And I would say Neon Genesis uh, and things like Fully Cooly are up there as classic hits and are terrible first anime introductions. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the first half, is probably pretty great for a non-anime fan. If you like great action, good animation, I mean, great animation and, you know, cool sci-fi shit, like it is great. But then it goes off the rails completely and just skips right into Insanity Land, which is something of an anime trope of just kind of like getting real heady and not really connecting all the dots. And uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion does that in a, a really upsetting way. And oh yeah, it's it's, it's just, just it would be an easy way to convince someone that maybe anime is not that bad and then confirm all of their worst fears and make them more against anime than they were at the beginning. Whereas like I think Full Metal Alchemist is a, it's a hard story to watch, but it's much more straightforward. 
and I sneezed. Great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, I think Akira is in a kind of a gray area because movies are different. You know, it's like you, you were like, oh, my friend's never seen an anime, but he's seen Akira. And I, my first reaction was like, well, then he's seen an anime, which is true, but it's different than watching a show. And so they're they're kind of different experiences and they also have different constraints and stuff on like their production and stuff and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Akira, to me, Akira kind of falls into the same bucket as Neon Genesis Evangelion. Like I've seen it several times and I think it is very beautiful. I think it is a high mark of craftsmanship. I think it's absolutely worth seeing. And I think that it is hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've watched it multiple times. And after the most recent time I saw it, I like did some Googling to try and understand like, why does it go the way it goes at the end? What is it doing? Why, what is it trying to say? And I, I felt like I had a, a greater appreciation for it once I was able to contextualize that from some critical uh, reviews. But even still knowing what it's trying to do, I think that it does it in a way that is kind of overly confusing and a little too metaphorical for its own good. And, you know, it's still good. And if you think it's great, I don't begrudge you that, but I do think personally, it's kind of confusing in a way that neon Genesis Evangelion then takes to 11. Yeah, like, you know, they needed extra movies in order to let people know what had just happened at the Mm -hmm. end. Anyways, um, with that being said, we should go ahead and jump into our episodes for this week. We are back watching Naruto, so previously on. Okay, so Naruto is a story about a world of ninja. Uh, They are, of course, anime ninja, so they wear bright colors and can do super cool anime tricks like you know summon a giant monster from thin air and stuff like that uh but they are ostensibly ninja um the ninja are broken into different villages um there's a couple of different countries and in those countries oh good there's a train nearby Uh, there's a couple of different countries and then in those countries there is uh there are different villages um and there are these things called the great ninja villages they're sort of always at a, in a state of um, tense peace that could erupt at, into war at any moment um, because the different ninja villages, they have different techniques and stuff that make them powerful. And so they kind of live in this state of similar power levels, but any sign of weakness or defection is a big deal. Then the defection part is important right now because one of our main series protagonists up to this point is trying to defect um we have our main hero naruto uh who of course the show is named after um and he is uh very devoted to his home village uh his uh rival and recently they've realized that they're kind of friendly rivals is this kid named sasuke um whereas naruto has always struggled to sort of find his place and get his footing as far as being a good ninja or learning new techniques sasuke everything has always come to him easily he's kind of a genius and in fact he has a special inherited ability that makes his genius even better like he's basically able to learn any technique just by watching it happen in front of him and that puts him kind of ahead of everyone uh, all of his peers and he's just always top of his class because of it Um, they've been rifles for the entire series 
But again, they've started to develop a mutual respect for each other as Naruto has started to really learn how to be a ninja instead of how to just be a jackass. And uh, <laughs> Naruto has actually surpassed Sasuke in power level in some ways. And it, it's bred some respect from Sasuke for Naruto, but it's also bred some resentment and animosity because he, you know, like many anime characters, he wants to be the best. And um, this is sort of challenging his superiority uh, that he's always had come naturally. Um, there's been a, several other things that have shaken his view of himself as the sort of undisputed strongest, and it has ultimately led to him yearning for more power. Well, there's this guy named Orochimaru, who is a villain, who uh, has offered Sasuke more power. He's given him this thing called the Curse Mark Seal, and that uh, amplifies his powers naturally, but his ability to use it is sort of limited. Orochimaru has sent some emissaries called the Sound Ninja 4. They are also known as the Sound 5 when their fifth member is with them, which is not always, but has happened at the time we're picking up today. So the Sound 4 and or Sound 5 have shown up to get Sasuke. He has agreed to go with them. They promptly put him into a coffin. They say that he has to die in order to come with them. It's really more of like go into a deep sort of coma style sleep so that this power can gestate and transform in his body. He's doing that. Meanwhile, Naruto's uh, been put on a team with several of his friends to go and retrieve Sasuke. Um, this is important because uh, Sasuke has this powerful inherited trait, and they don't want that to fall into the hands of any other villages, but especially not into the hands of Orochimaru, who is a villain with a specific goal of destroying their village. So that would be very bad. Um, they also, on a personal level, Naruto doesn't want Sasuke to escape because he is, of course, really big on friendship, which is, you know, kind of a basic thing to say, but he's really big on friendship in the way that anime protagonists are, where it is like the most important thing ever, and there can be no threat to the friendship. And so Sasuke leaving... It just goes against everything in Naruto's worldview about his loyalty to his village and his loyalty to his friends, and he just doesn't get it. He can't fathom that Sasuke would do this, and he's going to do everything in his power to stop him. In fact, he promised their other teammate, Sakura, that he would bring Sasuke back no matter what, and that's going to be kind of a big deal. So they are all out trying to stop the Sound Ninja from escaping their region with Sasuke. They have split off into different battles, so the remaining members of our heroes are Shikamaru, who is a sort of lazy genius with the ability to uh, basically paralyze his enemies using uh, his own shadow connecting to theirs. He is able to stop them from moving on their own. Shikamaru has paired off against a woman named Tuyuya, who has summoned giant demons that she controls with her flute. Or maybe she does that at the beginning of this episode, but either way. Uh, there's a guy named Kiba who has sort of dog-like powers and a dog companion named Akamaru who fights in tandem with him. They have faced off against the villains Sakon and Ukon, who are uh, two brothers who live inside of each other. How do I say this that's not weird? Sakon <laughs> is like walking around in the world and Ukon has the ability to like fuse his body into the cells of someone else and so he kind of lives 
secretly and dormantly in Sakon's body, but he's able to, like, generate his arms to do, a, like, a double punch out of Sakon's body, but he, he can also separate himself out and they can become two distinct people, and he can fuse himself into the body of someone else, which is what he has done with Kiba, and he is, like, living inside of Kiba's body. Um, the last fight is Naruto versus um, Kimimaro. Kimimaro is the fifth member of the Sound Ninja who makes up the Sound 5. Um, the other two that I haven't mentioned have already been dispensed with in previous episodes. Kimimaro has the special ability to um, ha- grow his bones at hyper speed and expel them from his body. So he can create a sort of like spiky cage of bone. And he can also shoot his bones out like bullets. Um, Naruto, of course, has the ability to uh, do the Shadow Clone Jutsu, which creates multiple copies of himself. And he has the Rasengan technique, which uh, creates an energy orb in his fist that he can, uh, like, attack you with. Like, basically punch you with energy. Um, So they've all faced off, and their battles are going kind of not great. And we're going to pick up with those battles in episode 121. Okay, so this is episode 121 to Ichi's own battle. Um, it starts out with Kiba trying to get rid of Ukon, and the way that he does this is he's just like, you know what I'll do? I'll stab myself. Because mm-hmm. if you're inside of me, if you're feeling what I'm feeling, then I probably will be able to kill you by killing myself. Yeah, um, it's not a so- bad strategy, but it's also not a good one. Yeah, it's pretty dark, and it's uh-huh. like, okay, I guess if we're going to kill off a character, he might as well kill himself with a knife. Um, and so he stabs himself, but uh, uh, right before he stabs himself, Ukon jumps out of uh, Akiba's body. Um, I think it, he it actually doesn't sever the tie quick enough, because he is injured by this. Yeah, but he's not heavily injured, and uh Akiba is injured, but also not dead. Um, so Akiba yeah. is able to pick up Akamaru really quick and flees um, while um, uh, he Yukon is looking to rejoin Sakon so that he can recover. Yeah. Meanwhile, we, do you want to just like do all of Kiba and then move on? Yeah, we could we could talk about that. Uh, the, we've got all of these episodes are really just kind of like they, they kind of lump together in a way that we've talked about before that happens with Naruto when they run separate fights and stuff all at the same time. Um, so these episodes are going to be episode 121, which I just named episode 122 fake out Shikamaru's comeback, uh, episode 123, the Leafs handsome devil, and then episode 124, the beast within. So, So really quickly about Kiba, He's going to run away with Akamaru. And then the worst thing is that. <laughs> so Ukon is going to be like, okay, he ran away and to save himself, but he left his dog here. And so he walks up to the dog and the dog turns out to be a trap. And it's a fake shadow dog that is turns out to like, it expands and explodes. It's into a dog a whole shaped bunch of knives. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah, uh, and then what's kind of weird is that Kiba's fight is basically over. There's a big reveal at the end of the last episode that we're covering today that mm-hmm. brings all the fights together, and so I think we'll hit that point at the end. But essentially, Kiba stabs himself, Ukon is injured, there's a bomb, 
Kiba escapes. And then when you see him, it's just quick cuts to show that he is still escaping, still injured, and that injury is preventing him from escaping quicker or more effectively. And that Sakon and Ugon are still on his trail. Um, and yeah. he, he's going to eventually find his way to a place where he's kind of hidden and is trying to rest. And Sakon and Ugon are going to appear and reveal that they pretty much never lost his trail. And he is not going to be able to rest. And he's in a really bad situation because he does not have the ability to defend himself. Yeah. Next, let's talk about Shikamaru's fight. Because Shikamaru has a very interesting fight. Uh, and it is it, it is full of a lot of chess moves and a lot of back and forth. Um, so Shikamaru is going to come up with a plan, uh, knowing how many ninja items that he has, um, for, of escaping from these big giant monsters that have been summoned, um, and hiding away until he can set up uh, a couple of attacks in a row. Um, he, he does this um, by uh, setting up these different knife attacks that were going to be set off as he moves through the area. Yeah, like knife um, traps that'll shoot at his pursuer. Yeah, so it, it ends up moving her into a way where she is going to be controlling uh, these uh, monsters to come attack, and in this last moment of uh, them coming after Shikamaru, Shikamaru is going to be able to um, cause enough of a shadow that he is able to capture the, uh, the monsters at the same time. It's a pretty cool uh, sequence of events. I can't remember which specific one um, they like specific order that he puts them in, um, but it ends up with the um, the three monsters trapped by Shikamaru. And there's a really uh, cool reveal too, because Tayuya claims that her her music, so she controls these ogres with with the the music from her flute. And she she says something about how, like, even if you're a musical genius, you can't follow the notes of this flute. They're infused with chakra, it's a special flute or something. And you just, you, you're not able to, to pick up on it and deduce which notes tell the beasts to do what. And Shikamaru is no musical genius and knows that he can't do that. But he uses a different strategy, which is watching her finger positions. And he connects her finger positioning to the movements of the different creatures and the way that they're moving so that he can perfectly position, like position himself to capture them. And it's, you know, it's a little ridiculous. It's very much like an anime level of proficiency that a real person probably can't get to, uh, Mm -hmm. to like, you know, in the heat of battle while fleeing for your life, connect subtle finger movements with the movement of three giant murderous monsters. But like, yeah, I buy it with this character. Like that is his type of genius and it totally worked for me. And I thought it was a really nice touch. Yeah. So the other thing about the, the, uh, the fight is that Tuya is going to, uh, decide that this is not going to be the best way to take him down because, uh, he is just going to attack with these three monsters. And so, um, he, uh, uh, releases the ability and the monsters disappear, but this was all a feint. Um, and it was just so that he could have time to extend his shadow to connect it to her while she is still not paying enough attention 
because she's distracted by these big giant monsters. Yeah, he keeps he, is, he keeps saying this thing that like the best move is to uh, have your first move be a fake out so that yeah. your opponent is too busy responding to an, a strategy that you never intended to use it in the first place. Yeah, it's like it's it's the whole uh, explanation of how why sleight of hand works is that people watch the left hand while the right hand is doing the real work. Yeah. So it's like it's it's one of those it's one of those cool moments where he is he's referencing a real thing that people do. Um and uh this is a big thing that he talks about with chess because chess that is called uh I, uh, yeah, a feint. It's shogi, I think is what it is, which is uh well, sh- shogi is like chess, chess like before game. chess. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's extremely similar. So for I I don't know how to play shogi, it sounds like chess with some other game tech like things thrown in so yeah for yeah. your purposes if you imagine that it's just it's, you're you're on track yeah and if you didn't get enough shogi inside of this episode just get ready because hunter x hunter is about to be all about shogi <laughs> <laughs> it's gungi and hunter x hunter which is different because of the g the letter g <laughs> yes <laughs> so uh so uh shikamaru traps Tayuya in his shadow possession jutsu and uh so the shadow possession jutsu basically it stops you from controlling your own body and your body will mirror the movements of the user of shadow possession jutsu it's a really cool technique the biggest weakness that we've seen come up like weirdly large amount of times is that uh you can only control them to do exactly what you're doing and so like if they have their sharp murderous ninja weapons in the same place on their body if you try to cause them to grab a weapon and kill themselves you will also have to grab your weapon and kill yourself to do it um or like there was one time where they both had knives in their hands and he was going to throw the knife from his hand in a killing shot at them, but that would then cause them to do the same thing to him. And he kind of gets himself trapped in these situations. So there's a, there's good news on that front, which is that Shikamaru has learned a new technique to augment his paralysis jutsu, which is, um, what is it called? Shadow. Uh, Uh, let's just call it shadow choke out technique. Yeah, that's what Uh, it is. The shadow comes up your body and reaches for your neck to choke (laughs) you out. So he starts right. to do this and Hold to on really quick. Oh, sorry. You know Go I ahead. I just realized with the shadow possession technique <laughs> that really bothers me, which is why hasn't anyone that has this technique understood how miming works? It's just like you know, if you have a knife in your hand, drop the knife on the ground and then go down to pick up the knife. Um, but just mime that you picked up the knife well, and I, then stab I think yourself. The shadow possession jutsu is too specific. So if you drop your <laughs> knife, they drop theirs. If you mind picking it up, they mind picking up theirs. So you're just oh stuck. no BS. That is no, not how miming works. I'm just if uh, you're I'm, doing an exact replica of their movements, then that's how it's gonna work. I'm sorry if you if your is what you meant to say. What you said was yar. He turned into a pirate. For don't a you there. don't add hominem me. I will not have it. Damn it, Yar, too ridiculous. Yar, the <laughs> worst person I know. Anyways, um, so the the next sec- sequence is pretty cool. 
Um, so uh, Tiyu is going to activate her curse mark and uh, become much more powerful. Um, this is going to allow uh, allow her to break out of this technique um, and use... Yeah, um, once again, Shikamaru's shadow possession technique is a total checkmate that never works. Yes. Um, so uh, the, the cool thing about it is that uh, Shikamaru is going to, right before being taken down by this new technique, which is a genjutsu that makes him feel like he is being completely ripped apart and pulled out to the sides... Um, the thing that is going to happen though, right before is he's going to throw his last kunai knife at her, um, and it's going to come up short and stick into a tree. And so she's like, while I have you trapped, I'm going to bring your own kunai knife over to you and stab you with it. And then right before she stabs him, it turns out that she is trapped again and he has broken out of the genjutsu by breaking his own finger with his own shadow technique. Yeah, this is awesome. The shadow choke out, whatever it's called, he's <laughs> able to reach over to his own finger and break it. And the pain snaps him out of the genjutsu. But uh, he then reveals to her she's now trapped again. And he's like, here's the deal. Few things you should know. Number one, this technique is way stronger the closer I am to you. So I needed you to get close to me. And you said this thing earlier, which we didn't say on the show, but we're going to say it now so that you can follow along at home, which is he, he says something about how she doesn't have any weapons. And she says, this flute is the only weapon I need. Because at the time, she's controlling these giant ogres to kill Shikamaru. She doesn't have them anymore because she had to dispel them earlier. And Shikamaru remembered this and took her at her word, which was she doesn't have any weapons on her. So he threw the kunai and missed on purpose so that she would pick it up and have the idea to come over to him and stab him while standing nearby. He tricked her into getting close to him so that he could trap her again in a more powerful trap. And he just like lets her know that basically this entire time he has been using her own strategy against her and planning every step of the way. And this is yeah. this is what makes Shikamaru such a great character because his shadow possession jutsu like never works. Like he always catches you and then he's never able to do anything with it. And it's it would be frustrating, but there is just so much satisfaction in the fact that he's able to catch people and like seeing his plan be set up and and followed through that it never bothers me as much as it should yeah but it turns out that uh she is going to be even stronger than this um completely activating her uh her technique and turning into a demon monster and this is gonna allow her to overpower shikamaru's technique and break out of it but very very slowly um, this takes us away from our final reveal of the episode, and let's go ahead and jump over to the Naruto fight. Yeah, um, reminder, we've got Kiba and Shikamaru are both losing their fights at this time. Kiba correct. is losing a little bit worse. Kiba is basically helpless, whereas Shikamaru is simply being overpowered. It's because Kiba's losing too much blood. You, you see what I did there? Jesus Christ. Because he's been stabbed. That's just... <laughs> It probably has some sort of sepsis from going into that river afterwards. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the other fight that's going to be happening is Naruto versus Kimimaru. 
Um, Kimimaru is, uh, let's just say, much more powerful than Naruto, and yeah. by a large margin. The fight um, with Kimimaru and Naruto is less of a fight and more of a series of cutaways to show us a, a battle of attrition where Kimimaru is just sort of slowly, deliberately taking out each of Naruto's shadow clones while Naruto yeah. is completely helpless to do anything. If your favorite part of the show was watching Naruto get stabbed over and over again, this is going to be your favorite part. Oh yeah, um, if you hate Naruto, episode 121 is a really good watch, because it's just yeah. Naruto being killed a lot. Yeah, over and over and over again. And the dumbest thing is that uh, he keeps on naming his techniques, these different dances, and inside of the inside of the first couple of episodes with it, which is a, a bone to pick, I have to with these episodes. You're gonna, you have um, a bone to pick with Kimimaro. Oh my god! You Anyways, said it. Oh my god! Um, uh, episode title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, so um, he is going to be doing these different like dances. Um. They are just him flailing around with a weapon in different ways. Yeah, which, the flash um, dance. I, I don't know why the he needs river to dance, name the dirty dancing. I don't know, I don't know he, why he needs to name each one of these techniques because he dance could have with just wolves. done them. Um, and the animation quality inside of these episodes is strangely it's, different between one to the other. Yeah, it's so, low for the Naruto Kimimura fight because it's not a fight. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And you're just the the point of the Naruto Kimimaro fight is that Naruto is outclassed by Kimimaro. It at best they have a bad matchup for Naruto. At worst, Naruto is so like just terribly outclassed by him that this is a hopeless fight. And yeah, there's not much else to it. Yeah, the last thing that's going to happen before the big uh, the big reveal of uh of well the first big reveal which is a new character arrives a new challenger approaches um uh is that uh Sasuke is going to wake up and then just run off into the forest. And this Naruto's is so weird. To, yeah, Naruto's going to go to cha- chase after him, um, but is being stopped until Rock Lee appears out of nowhere to intercept Kimimaru and start the fight. We got so Naruto can escape. We have to talk about the Sasuke thing real quick, though, because it's so weird and specific. Uh, Sasuke whatever. is so it, basically they're like, oh, he's done cooking. That's not what they say, but that's basically what it is. And so the uh, the coffin that he's in explodes. And then Sasuke is like standing there looking away from us and also from Naruto. So we can't quite see his face. And Naruto's like, Sasuke, you're awake. This is great news because obviously you don't want to be taken away from the village. We're here to rescue you. So if y'all just turn around and walk over here with me and we can go back home together. And Sasuke laughs like a crazy person a lot and then runs off into the woods. It's like the movie The Witch or something like he's just out of here. And then... Naruto wants to go after him. Kimimaro stops him, but Rock Lee shows up pretty much immediately at that point and is like, look, I got this. You need to go after Sasuke. We can't lose him. And so Naruto runs after Sasuke and uh, we're pretty much not going to see Naruto and Sasuke at all anymore. I think they do like one to two cutaways to show that Naruto is still running behind Sasuke and calling after him to stop and come back home. And Sasuke is still laughing like someone who has totally cracked. 
Yeah, and they're wearing different clothes to show that time has passed. That's um, <laughs> not accurate, but nice reference. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the other the other thing. Oh my god, I want to watch Oh Hello again. I Anyways, watched all um, of his uh, not Oh Hello, but I watched all three of his stand up specials in the last two days with uh, with Pete's family. It's great. Yeah, it's John so Laney, good. Anyway, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, the other part that I wanted to reference inside of this moment is that he he is going to not only cackle like a weird, crazy person and then just run away into the distance. But the other thing, too, is that why does he just start running into nowhere? <laughs> like, well, I think I have an answer. A, a real answer. I think he knows where to go. I, whatever the process that happened to him in the coffin, it has changed him. It, it interacted with his curse mark to make him have more control over it and to make him more powerful. And I so think, he just he just knows like a bird that has to go on migration. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that. I, I think he knows where to go. I think there's some sort of like almost homing signal type of effect that he can respond to where he just has an innate understanding of where he needs to be. Now, I don't think this is true in the future. It, I don't think it's like he has a homing signal on Orochimaru because way later, this is a spoiler. If you're, if you haven't watched past where we are in Naruto, this is a spoiler, but uh, Sasuke will be around for a while. And so will Orochimaru and they won't be together. And I, as far as I know, Sasuke is looking for Orochimaru for some of that and doesn't know where to find him. And so I don't know how the homing signal thing works right now, but for right now, he knows exactly where he needs to go. Yeah, well, it's either that or that the, the new ability that Sasuke has from gaining this curse mark is being able to hear like a ultra low frequency and Orochimaru is like uh, off somewhere, just making like whale sounds. That's where what it it's is. just like, yeah, Orochimaru so, making it's... whale sounds. That's what that's what's happening, obviously. And the um, fact that we entertained um, anything else. Um. <laughs> oh, what is so, this episode? <laughs> the 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 next part of the fight is going to be like a, a a pretty good back and forth uh, between Kimimaru and Rock Lee until Rock Lee realizes that he is outclassed by Kimimaru without using his special ability. Um, um, and he was like, "Well, I could do that, but I'm still injured, and I just got out of the hospital, so maybe I should just take this medicine." That no, I was this given. is not quite what happens because what happens is more ridiculous. Which is they're fighting. Rockley starts to lose. Kimimaro has him on the ground beneath him and is moving in to stab him. And mid stab, before he's made contact with Rockley, Rockley is like, hold on a second. I'm so sorry to stop the fight, but I'm supposed to take my medicine at an exact specific time. And it has just become that time. So if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go take my medicine. Can you excuse and me from getting murdered really quick? I just resume. have to step He's away. He's literally, like, if he hadn't said that, he would have been fatally stabbed. And the fact that Kimimaro stops and lets him leave. Like, he doesn't leave the arena or anything, but, like, why would you do that? Your goal is to 
stop this guy and killing him is an effective way to do that. So you should just proceed. Also, he doesn't need to take his medicine if he's going to be dead anyway. And the medicine <laughs> could be a ruse for him to take one of the many different types of food pills or whatever that we have seen other characters use to make themselves randomly stronger mid fight. So like there is no possible reason for Kimimaro to do this. And he has not been shown to be that type of anime chivalry where like you don't feel good about winning. If your opponent seems not to have been at their full strength, like he doesn't seem to be that kind of person. Maybe he is, he hasn't said anything that makes him not that kind of person, but he sure as hell hasn't said something that makes him definitely that kind of person. And so, like, there's no reason for him to do this. He has Lee completely at his mercy, and it just happens. It's funny, so okay, it's okay, hold on. okay but it just let's, happens. Let's errata this. The reason why Kimimaru does this is, okay. um, is because Kimimaru has uh, uh, terminal bone cancer, his um, only regret is that he has bonitis. Bone <laughs> <laughs> um, because, he, because he has terminal bone cancer, um, he uh, let's let's say that because of this, uh, he's he's gotten to the point where he just wants to have one good final fight before he dies. Yeah, girls just want to have fun, you know? He he knows that Sasuke has already escaped, so it's okay, and he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. And the reason he knows <laughs> this is because he can also hear those whale sounds. I would say that that explanation is uh, not in character for his priorities and is also, of course, totally correct. You're no presence in the mail. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, so it turns out that the medicine that uh, that Rockley has taken is actually just a bottle of Sasuke. Uh, Sasuke, a bottle of Sasuke. Uh, God, if it's a, a bottle, bottle of Sasuke, Sasuke, that's so gross. Um, Essence yeah. de Sasuke. It just like reminded me, like, what if they had one of those commercials for like, uh, oh God. Um, uh, one of those, one of those commercials, like uh, uh, God, Calvin Klein commercials, except yeah. for it's like Sasuke, the new fragrance by Calvin Klein, and it's just like, <laughs> and then you just hear just him like, like crazy cackling in the background, <laughs> or like you know, uh, one of the things it's just like it's just like uh, getting angst, killing your parents, Sasuke. <laughs> So, uh, so we're going to have a cutaway as Lee is taking his medicine back into the village. There is a little thing that happens. Mike guy. He's this dude who is strikingly like Rock Lee. Uh, he is not related to him, but they are super similar otherwise. And, uh, Mike guy is also Rock Lee's teacher and mentor and hero. And he loves Rock Lee maybe more than anything. Uh, he has come back from a mission to check on Rock Lee, because the thing is, Rock Lee has been injured pretty badly. Tsunade, the Hokage, which, as we all know, is basically the ninja president, has, uh, she has super ninja healing techniques, and so basically she is a, a magical doctor, and she let Mike Guy know before he went on this mission that his student, Rock Lee, was so injured that it might be impossible to heal him to the point where he could be a ninja again. Mike Guy has come home and to find out what happened, and to his great joy, 
he discovers that Rock Lee's surgery was a success. Tsunade is like, that's, yeah, it's really good news. That was not a certainty. And so basically he just needs to take it easy and rest up a little bit and he'll be fine. And then these two assholes run in and they're like, Rock Lee's gone. (laughs) And they are obviously upset by this because that means he's not taking it easy and resting up. But they also discover that Rock Lee's medication was accidentally switched with Tsunade's sake, because Tsunade's kind of an alcoholic. You know how you have fun with alcohol. And so Tsunade is telling this story, and Mike Guy's like, oh, that's a problem, because one time Lee accidentally drank some sake in front of me and totally trashed this restaurant in town. And the only reason I was able to subdue him was because I also had my other two students with me. And so this is basically setting him up for a huge power increase with this, which is exactly what happens. Yeah, and he he gets into one of the best fights in early Naruto. Um, it is going to be a um, completely ridiculous sequence. If you're one of those people that likes to pause our episodes, go watch the fight and then come back to the episodes. This is where you pause. Um, if you are not one of those people or if you just did that, welcome back. Um, and, uh, we are about to go through the amazing fight, which is, uh, Rock Lee with Drunken Fist. Um, it is, oh God, it's such a good fight. And it's, the animation quality is turned up to 11 on this fight too. Um, so it's just completely seamless in the transitions where they fight. Um, Rock Lee has completely unpredictable fight sequences, which is really setting Kimimaru off. Yeah, this is um, also a change. Kimimaru mentioned specifically that Rock Lee's attacks and movements were too predictable, and now yeah. that he's drunk, they are not at all. Yeah. One of the funniest parts, though, is that Rock Lee is going to uh, pretend to pass out, um, and then when Kimimaru goes to stab him, um, he's going to wake up and be like, you fell for my ruse! And then he's going to fall asleep again. And then Kimimaru, much like a character in a cartoon, is going to walk up to him and be like, this might be a ruse, but let me see if I could just stab him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so he like goes to stab Rock Lee, but instead of waking up immediately, he's just going to roll back and forth a bunch of times, dodging the stabs, and then pops up again. And he's just like, you fall for my ruse again. And it's just, it's just great. It's There's a... a- it's like a really good, cool fight mixed in with like some solid comedy, which is yeah. a hard thing to find. It's good. Yeah. One of my favorite fight <clears throat> moments is where Rock Lee goes for a punch, and then it, the punch turns out to be a feint, where uh, Kimimaru is going to block the original punch, and instead, underneath, he is going to throw a second punch with his left hand that hits Kimimaru square in the stomach and throws him across the... like the plane that they're fighting in. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's also a ridiculous moment where um, Rock Lee decides that he is going to fight on his hands and just, he starts just kicking at him yeah. with like, while walking on his hands towards him. <laughs> it's so good. This is a good fight. You know, one thing that I was disappointed by was that the fight is much shorter than it was in my memory. Oh yeah. Uh, it's not like a blink and you'll miss it two minutes or less fight, but uh, yeah, it does not go on as long as I thought it did. And um, the reason is that Lee sobers up super fast. Yeah. And the reason why he sobers up is because he gets stabbed by Kimimaru stabbing him with one of his, like his bones. 
Um, which I, yeah, really I think it's annoyed like a me. Raising skin cut or something like that, but he yeah. starts to bleed, which is the point. The thing that bothers me the most about it, though, is just if you have ever been drunk. Uh, I thought you were going to say if you've ever been stabbed, and I was like, "What?" If you've if you've ever been drunk and fallen down, you'll know that that never happens. That you completely sober up. What instead happens is that sometimes you're just like. Did I fall down? I didn't feel that at all. Let me keep on doing what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I almost that's died how in Chicago works. my first winter. I got drunk at Dan Dignan's place. And then I was walking back to my apartment and I had to hit a patch of black ice on the sidewalk. And I hit the ground and the back of my head hit the sidewalk. And I just like laid there for a second and was like, oh, I could have died just now. I guess I should be more careful. <laughs> Walks the rest of the way home. <laughs> oh, Chicago drunk stories. Uh, <laughs> one time, I got drunk on Super Bowl Sunday and rode the train home. But then, when I got there, I was like half asleep, and I got off the train. And then, when another train pulled up on the other side, I was like, I should get on my train and go home. <laughs> and so I just rode the train all the way to ninety fifth. And oh then got my back god! Off, and I was like, "Where to am 95th? I?" Ninety fifth. Oh yeah, I rode it all the way because I got on the train and then I fell asleep. That's a um, really long ride, you guys. It's like an hour. Yeah, and then when I got up, I was like, "Oh, I need to go home." And then I got back on the train and rode it all the way oh, back. Shit. <laughs> so fun times, you guys. Anyways, Rock Lee was drunk. He's not drunk anymore. Kimimaru's activated his curse mark, so he's more powerful, um, and uh, Rock Lee is now going to have to use a, uh, another one of his techniques, which is the run around super fast while unwinding your bandages technique, um, and then going in for a strike on to Kimimaru. Kimimaru shows that he has, uh, because he has unlocked this curse mark, he is able to extend the bones out of his body at a much faster rate. And this makes it to where he turns into basically a giant pen cushion, um, and it stabs, uh, um, it stabs Rock Lee, and Rock Lee has to like jump away from him while being hurt, and he's just like, "Oh no, there's no way that I'm going to be able to survive this." But Kimimaru doesn't give him a moment to think about it, and Kimimaru is on top of him, about to kill him when he is saved uh, by our giant reveal of these episodes. Um, yeah, the end. Let's of go this to episode... our first save. It shows us what is it? Uh, Kiba is the Kiba's first the first save. So Kiba is there. Uh, Ukon has found him. I can't remember if Sakon shows up too, but uh, basically they are. About no, to no, no. Him. Ukon hasn't found him. Sakon founds him because Sakon is put on his coat, and that's why he is not able to notice Sakon. Okay, it's hard to keep them separate own... because they're basically identical twins, and they're very yeah. interchangeable. Yeah. Um, so Sakon is about to stab him, and then suddenly. He's instead stabbing something else that's appeared in his way. And that thing is a puppet. And that puppet is being controlled by this kid named Konkuro, who used to be a villain in the previous arc. I guess an arc. I guess it was two arcs ago. Uh, who was a, this villainous kid who was part of a group that was going to overthrow the Leaf Village. And suddenly he's here and he is... Uh, protecting Kiba and is like I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Um. The next one is going to be. It turns out. Um. Uh. That uh, Shikamaru is also going to be saved by one of the Sand siblings. 
Um, and uh, this is going to happen when uh, a giant fan is used to knock away um, to Yuya right before she stabs uh, Shikamaru finally. Um, and then the final save is that Gara is going to have appeared and pulled um, uh, pulled Kimimaru and, uh, and Rock Lee apart with his sand and floated uh, Rock Lee over to him. And he's just like, now we're allies. And that's where we're going to end off. Yeah, we've got Naruto in pursuit of Sasuke. We have the other three remaining fights having gone badly for our heroes. And each fight has had a previous villain show up to be a new ally. And we're going to pick up with those fights on our next Naruto. And it'll be our first Naruto of 2020. Yeah, so stick with us and we'll talk about what's happening next time on the credits. <laughs> <laughs>Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, it's the end of the year special. Yeah, it's finally the end of 2019, and we say good riddance. Good riddance, everyone. <laughs> na 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 na. <laughs>